got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here, and welcome back to Coffee and Crypto, guys. This is the show where we come at you live 9.30 Eastern every single weekday, except starting on Monday, we will be coming at you at 10 a.m. Eastern, where we bring you all of the latest technical, on-chain, and fundamental metrics of the cryptocurrency markets. And in today's video, we're going to be talking about the race that Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Cardano all seem to be in on the way back to all-time high. Bitcoin and Ethereum are both sitting around 40% retrace from all-time high. Cardano sitting more like 60 to 65 percent retrace from all-time high. We're going to look at all three of these cryptocurrencies, look at their markets, and discuss which ones we think are going to be able to rally back to ATH the fastest and how they might do that. So we're going to break down the technicals on all three of them. We've got a lot to cover today, but guys, I do want to give you a little announcement here at the beginning. There will not be a Coffee and Crypto tomorrow, the next day, or the next day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. There won't be any Coffee and Cryptos going out because we are going to be in Miami at Bitcoin 2022. As soon as this show is over, we're packing up and heading down there. We're getting on the road. we got a long drive to go. we got to drive all the way down to Miami. We're really looking forward to meeting as many of you guys as we possibly can. I am joined, as always, though, by my co-host, T.A. Tam. How you doing, Tam? What's up, everybody? You know what that means, Jeb, is that this is the... It's been over a year now. This is the last 9.30 Coffee and Crypto. You're right. Whoa. This is the last one because we come... Because, like you said, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we down there. We'll still we'll give you guys behind-the-scenes videos. We'll still be posting stuff, updating you guys what's happening down there, give you guys our thoughts. Yeah, there will be videos and vlogs. But... And maybe even... I, uh, sorry, I should You have not been introduced. I'm You've so not sorry. been introduced. I'm uh, so sorry. But Monday, we are moving to 10 a.m., Eastern Standard Time for Coffee and Crypto, so make sure you don't... Uh, I mean, the link might still be up at 9.30. Like, you might see, like, 30-minute like in advance, but it's going to be going live at 10 o'clock. That's not because we're late. It's because we're moving there on purpose. But uh, you know, the other thing that happened yesterday, we shot right. the second episode of Between Two Coins. Ooh. It was great. It was great. Peace Room was the guest. It was awesome. Uh, went a little longer than I thought it was going to go, but we covered a lot of covered a lot of ground on that show. Yeah. What did you think? Uh, I guess we'll Yeah, this is a really long introduction. I'm, Smay, yeah. how are you doing? I'm doing good, guys. Um, and before I get to the green names, I'd like to say uh, what I was finished what I was saying just a second ago. Uh, you know, we're going to be doing little vlogs, little uh, YouTube story, a little YouTube shorts while we're there on the conference, keeping you guys up to date on all the information you need to know. While also, uh, uh, I don't know where I was taking that. My second thing I wanted to say <laughs> was that uh, I may or may not, depending on the demand... I may even do some maybe little Twitter behind the scenes Twitter live streams Ooh. maybe maybe a little get a little hotel action obviously with everyone's consent um, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. So, anyways, let me get right to it and reading the green names. Uh, uh, all right, first of all, we have here we have Colin McDonald, Crypto AI, Jeremy Shorter, Crypto Alchemist, Siobhan Golay, Cameron, Agent Gold, Kasha Cats, Crypto Set Guy, uh, Ricardo Vinegas, uh, the Bitcoinologist, Tristan Williams. Namaka uh, Edue. I hope I said that correct. Amaka. 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 I'm so sorry. All right. Uh, Jojo. Angie Hardy. Uh, Cryptofer. Uh, Terran Crypto. Wow, I, there's a lot of variety guys today. Yeah, I love it. I Shadrick Frost. Members Woo! in chat. Oh my gosh. The members are showing up today. I'm so happy. All right, uh, let's uh, give it back to you, Jim. Good deal. Well, thank you so very much to all of our members, and also thank you very much to Kelly for joining us from my office. How are you doing, Kelly? I am doing phenomenally well. You know, it's, it's a little bit of a bummer. Uh, 
a good bummer, I guess, because um, I'm heading back to New York City today. Uh, you know, I've been away from my wife now for several weeks being down here. As everybody knows, I hope by now we've got a huge, huge uh, uh, sort of announcement we we released last week uh, with Club DeFi. And I've been down here hustling my little took us off uh, here in the studio with everybody. Uh, you know, I was here all weekend. I came in yesterday about 6.30 a.m., wrapped up wrapped up that portion of the, the trading course that's going to be there in the Club DeFi. But as it is today, I think the market is excellent, man. I think it's uh, as healthy as it can be. It's just doing its breathing. So we got a lot to dive in today. So thanks for having me. And thank you everybody for joining. If you would do us a service of just uh, double clicking or quadruple or triple tip uh, tapping that like button. Yes. Triple tap it. Make sure you hit it once. You can unlike it and then like it again. Make sure that you hit the like button an odd number of times. Make sure you hit the dislike button an even number of times so that we know if you didn't like the video. Let's see how many people got that one in chat. Guys, we're going to go ahead and jump on over to CoinMarketCap. As you know, Bitcoin has been rallying over the last couple of weeks. It's been pretty much trading sideways, though, over the last week or so. But we did have a major rally from $37,000 all the way to $47,000 that topped out right before the beginning of the month of April. Ever since then, we've been pretty much flagging out trying to go to the upside. We're going to cover all of these technicals on Bitcoin in a little bit and cover what Bitcoin is going to need to do to actually rally back to all-time high. It's about 31% down from all-time high right now. I do believe that we're going to see a big jump in the price of some of these assets, especially over the course of Bitcoin 2022, but we're going to talk about all of that and more here in a little bit. Notice on the seven-day graphs, we can see that there are some pretty big gainers, but as far as top 10 projects are concerned, most of the top 10 has not moved all that much in the last seven days. Pretty much everything is consolidated consolidating, locking in gains, maybe even having a tiny little bit of a downtrend as it continues to consolidate, except for Luna. As you can see, Luna currently sitting in number seven. Luna and Cardano are fighting for that number seven ter uh, territory, both of them sitting around $40 billion in market capitalization. Same thing with XRP. XRP is just $1 billion down. So all three of these are jumping back and forth in their spots over and over and over again. Luna's doing exceptionally well, currently sitting at all-time high. We're not going to talk about Luna today because it's actually already hit its all-time high. So it's not in the race to all-time high. It actually already won all-time high race. So we're just trying to figure out what project in the top 10 is going to be, is going to come in that number two position. And what we're going to be looking at today has a lot to do with something called the dominance charts over on Bitcoin. If you look at Coin market cap and you go to the very top, there is this metric right here called dominance. If you click it and scroll down, you can see this chart right here called major crypto assets by percentage of total market capitalization and otherwise known as the Bitcoin dominance chart. If you look at this chart, I've shown only Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Cardano, and we're going to be comparing the dominance of these markets. Essentially, what dominance means is what, how much of the total market does this market make up? So if all of cryptocurrency is theoretically worth $1 trillion, Bitcoin is worth theoretically four, uh, $400 billion, then it's market dominance is 40% because you take it as a ratio. In this case, Bitcoin is worth $882 billion, total market cap at $2155 trillion. Uh, 2.155 trillion, and that means that Bitcoin dominance is sitting at 41%. The thing I want you to notice about market dominance here, guys, is that market dominance is very much so dominated, no pun intended, by Bitcoin and Ethereum. Now, whenever you zoom in here, coin market cap's giving us some glitches. Ethereum has much higher than 2% market dominance. I don't know why it's doing this, but the point is, if you look at the long-term history of the crypto markets, you will see that Ethereum's dominance has gradually been growing ever since 2020, and Bitcoin's dominance has gradually 
gradually been declining ever since 2020. You can see going back to late 2019, Ethereum was sitting at 7% and Bitcoin was sitting at 70%. Bitcoin was worth almost 10 times as much as Ethereum. Right now, Bitcoin's worth only about two times as much as Ethereum as Bitcoin has been losing market dominance to the likes of Ethereum. Cryptocurrency assets like uh, Avalanche, Solana, uh, Luna, Cardano, XRP, uh, Binance Coin, etc. People are starting to branch out into the altcoins. So the foundational principle we need to make in this video is that the altcoins are starting to grow faster than Bitcoin. That is a trend that we have witnessed over the last couple of years. If we just look at this other category also, we're going to see the other cryptocurrency assets such as the altcoins have also been growing quite a bit as well. This other category, which represents every cryptocurrency that is not listed here, which this is the top 10, that has grown from not too long ago in around Christmas of 2020 from 12% to where it sits right now, 20%. So the altcoin space is starting to dominate. Tim, let me ask you this. Why do you think the altcoins are starting to take the lead ahead of Bitcoin because I think we need to understand how the altcoins move in parallel to Bitcoin before we can really start to analyze how they are going to move in parallel to Bitcoin. Well, as solid as Bitcoin is, and we all know the purpose of Bitcoin and, and, and the reason why we're so bullish on it long term is because it probably is the surest bet of all of them. But the, the technology of these cryptos is starting to take over. Uh, first of all, we just, you know, NFTs were a massive thing in 2021. Uh, so the ability to use nfts caught a lot of people's attention but the technology to do other things with it as well especially we're looking at like terra luna for example uh it, it feels like terra luna was almost built for this particular situation it that's a great way to continue to hedge against all the chaos going in the world uh, and of course they're now backing them themselves with bitcoin but long story short i i do believe it's it's something we're gonna have to continue to to focus on is that we can't treat all cryptos as the exact same thing. Some were built for monetary issues. Some were built for technological use case. And in this case, a lot of those altcoins that are moving up are technologically very advanced and they're very useful. And therefore, not only retail investors getting into them, but also uh, institutional investment. I think it's very important, guys, that we realize that on the short term, it seems like the altcoin markets are extremely correlated to Bitcoin. I mean, if you look at the last seven day price graphs, they almost always look virtually identical. Look, I mean, look at this. Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance Coin. Solana looks different. Luna looks different, but then Cardano, XRP, they've all got this big dip about four or five days ago. They're all pretty much trading sideways. You look at altcoin markets on the short term and you're like, okay, well, the altcoins are just doing the exact same thing as Bitcoin. So what's the purpose of even investing in the altcoins? The altcoins are just following Bitcoin to a T. They're all going to move in tandem. But the thing is, when you zoom out and you look at the longer term graphs, you actually find that they're not anywhere near as correlated as you think, because if they were, then you wouldn't see these major, major, major swings in the market dominance as you see right now. And by the way, what we're seeing over the last couple of weeks, I want to zoom in and give you more perspective on this, but coin market cap is glitching out, so you're just going to have to read the tooltip here. If you look at Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Cardano dominance, Going back to the uh, uh, 319, March 19th of this year, Bitcoin was sitting at 42%, Ethereum sitting at 18.5%, Cardano sitting at 1.61%. If you scrub forward to where we are today, Ethereum has jumped by 1%, Cardano has jumped by a quarter of a percent, and Bitcoin has gone down by over 1.5%. So we've seen Bitcoin lose market dominance in just the last month, in just the last two or three weeks, to Ethereum and Cardano. So Ethereum and Cardano are currently on a trend of outpacing Bitcoin. So let's keep that in mind as we start to go here. The other thing I was going to say is, I mean, I don't know how many of you invest this way, but when you guys are seeing a good spot to invest, you you invest and you DCA into several different projects. And I'm sure you don't do all equally split exactly the same, but it, you don't have to do 
crazy math to realize an a, bil a billion dollars coming into the space of these altcoins means a whole heck of a lot more than a billion dollars coming into Bitcoin. Yeah. So there's also that factor. That I, uh, someone asked this on Twitter the other day. When, when we see these things go up together, is that because the exact same users are buying together? And, and there are some people that pick and choose things. But as a whole, yes, like I think the space moves together. It's just when you see a certain amount of money come into a smaller altcoin, of course, that's a way more significant boost. Or, or if it leaves, a way more significant loss to that coin than to Bitcoin. Absolutely. The the smaller the the smaller the altcoin, the smaller the ship is. Think yeah. about it like that. You, people have described the presidency as uh, a very small rudder on a very large ship. You can make changes, but you've got to make very intentional, very slow changes to get the country moving in any direction. And the same thing can be said for Bitcoin. It's a giant ship. The thing's worth $900 billion, guys. That is a behemoth. That's one of the most valuable assets on the planet. That's more valuable than most countries. And it is a very difficult asset to move. Whereas something like Cardano, which is a relatively small $40 billion market capitalization, a lot more agile. Think about a cargo ship versus the tugboat that moves it. You know, the tugboat's going to be a lot, it's going to be able to turn a lot faster than a 80,000 TEU container ship. The fact is, whenever you see uh, smaller altcoins getting a lot of uh, volume and volatility come into them, they have the ability to jump very quickly, which is definitely an important point. So let's go ahead and move on over to Bitcoin here and do a little bit of analysis. Let's start off by analyzing how far away it is from all-time high as far as a retracement, and then how far away from all-time high it is in terms of how far it needs to go to get back there. It is currently 32.38% down from all-time high, which was set 146 days ago, and to go back to all-time high, it would need to rally 47%. I'm going to focus on this retracement from all-time high figure. There's actually a um, website called uh, Retraced from All-Time High Crypto. I don't remember the exact name of the website, but maybe I can find it really quickly here. I think this is it right there. Uh, no, it's not, but I'll get that a little bit later. The point is, there's a website that tracks how far away all different cryptocurrency assets are from all-time high. This one, Bitcoin, is currently 32%. Let's look at the technicals and see what it is doing. Right now, Bitcoin is in a rally. It is flagging out from that rally. It is sitting above the 20 daily EMA, which is solid. That means it's in an uptrend. It also has an uptrending level of support right here, uptrending level of resistance right here, which means it's in a rising wedge. That rising wedge could break to the downside any time. So we need to be careful of that. And if we look at Lux Algo here on the daily chart and the three daily chart, we will see that it is currently under a strong buy signal, meaning that it's in a confirmed uptrend. So point here is that Bitcoin is in the first confirmed uptrend that it has seen on the three daily chart, which is what I really care about. I don't care too much about it being in an uptrend on the daily chart. I wanna see it being in an uptrend on a longer term time frame. This is the first confirmed uptrend that we've seen since uh, August of last year. So it's been a very long time. So I'm putting a lot of stock in this. I do think that Bitcoin has a strong opportunity to go to the upside here. I think the entire cryptocurrency market is going to go to the upside. But for it to get back to all time high, it's going to have some very serious things that it has to contend, contend with. First and foremost, with this current scale of, of, um, of uh, da, 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 what am I trying to say? Fibonacci, we are currently on the linear scaling. If you look at the linear scaling here, it's currently trying to get through 38.2% re uh, resistance at 46,700. We're not even above that right now. And if we switch this over to logarithmic scaling by double clicking on it, coming down under style, and then scaling it based on log, we're still currently under the 0.5% level. So the point is, no matter how you draw it, Bitcoin is currently under some very strong Fibonacci resistance. It needs to get above some of this Fibonacci resistance and ideally get above 0.618 
up here at fifty-two dollars to $53,000. And if we look at this on a linear scale, then we would see that it's actually also sitting at fifty-five dollars to fifty-six. dollars So the point is it needs to get through the mid-50s before it really starts that last leg, that last run up to all-time high. As far as I'm concerned, after you get above $56,000 on Bitcoin, all-time high is all but inevitable. Once you get to that point, mainstream media picks it up. You start to see retail flood in because they think they're about to make a bunch of money and then the thing goes parabolic. That's normally how that works when you start getting close to all-time high. There's a magnetism, there's a gravity to it, and you just get sucked straight up to it. It's almost like you're, you know, you're you're going down a drain and you get sucked down the drain. You know, it's it's the same thing with Bitcoin and crypto. When you start getting close to that all-time high, it just sucks you up, and then you are just you're there before you know it. But to get there, we first have to get within the gravity well to follow the analogy by getting above fifty-six thousand. So we're gonna look at the same concept of the kind of gravity well in the rest of the cryptos, such as Ethereum and Cardano here in a minute. Where do they need to get to before they just get sucked up to all-time high? But first, Kelly, I want to ask your opinion of this idea of you know being within 10 or 15% of all-time high, especially on Bitcoin. Do you think that that would lead to Bitcoin just getting pulled straight to all-time high, or do you think that we would hover up there in the low 60s? Uh, and also, what are some of the levels that you're looking for Bitcoin to break before it gets to all-time high that are really critical? Well, I would say that in, tor- in order for Bitcoin to get to its all-time high, uh, let me pull up that chart right here. Uh, I, I posted on Twitter uh, about a week or two ago, and I keep updating it, and that is essentially this roadmap to uh, the, basically a price roadmap. So let me go ahead and pull it up right here. Uh, I have too many windows open. Here we go. <laughs> I'm working without my double monitor setup. So as we can see right here, I'm gonna actually going to bring this down so it fits on the screen a little better. Uh, we can see right here, we've got this map sort of set up that I've that I've done that essentially shows a, a couple key regions. And this is the number one key region. We've been talking about this over and over and over ever since we broke down and had any sort of push up to the upside, this 51 to 53K region, which is essentially the golden pocket retrace. And what that is, that is for anybody that knows uh, Fibonacci's are, play a key role here uh, in terms of what's going on with the, what's going on with price action when uh, when a price is going to bounce. And these Fibonacci's give a very excellent roadmap about where that price action is going to pull back to. And in this case, we're still fighting above this region that we're in right here, which is this 45K region. We've held very nicely. We even tested this downtrend on this, uh, not downtrend, this uh, this, res- this resistance that we flipped to support. Uh, and then now we're finding price action uh, basically supporting on the top of this price region, which is why you don't want to always have just a line drawn. It's good to have uh, regions of price. As you see here, this was a peak here and this was a peak here. Uh, so you're getting a bit of, uh, you get, you're getting a bit clearer resolution on what's going on with price action price action right here, right here. So it gives you a very good idea of what's happening. But I think, I think I very, I'm very, very, very boldly uh, 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 stating that I still think that we are in this sort of midterm, sort of uh, midterm uh, correction of the uptrend. And, you know, I think we're going to be going up uh, significantly from here. Uh, That doesn't mean it's going to happen without work. We're going to have to break these key levels, but this 53 K level is a, is an ultimate one that we need to look at right now, because until we break that level, we can't even talk about uh, breaking the 58 K level and then the 64 and 68 K level. So let's really focus on uh, seeing what happens at the price action right here at the bottom of this range. And then from there, 
once we once we break that range, then we could talk about going to the upside. But, you know, we have the mid having coming up next week as well. And I'm actually working on a, a pretty detailed tweet with a bunch of on-chain data, uh, on-chain data that I'll be sharing here soon. Uh, I don't have it ready yet. So but there's a there's just a lot going on with um, with the logarithmic, logarithmic growth curves, uh, price action. If, as you look, as it relates to on-chain data, the bullish setup is there. We're just waiting on the narrative to shift and the psychology to shift in the traders minds. And I think that's going to happen. We're seeing a lot of the cryptocurrency market really starting to get the wind back in its sails. And I found the site I was looking for. The site actually rebranded. I haven't looked at this in about a year. But over here on CryptoRank.io, you can see the different cryptocurrencies and how far away they are from all-time high. Bitcoin currently down 32.3% from all-time high to get back to all-time high. It needs to rally 47.7%, which we saw earlier. Ethereum, which we're about to talk about, is down 28.5% from all-time high. It needs to rally 39.8% to get back to all-time high. Cardano down negative 61% from all-time high. It needs to rally 156% to get back to all-time high. Cardano, we're going to talk about after our intermission when we read some super chats. But the reason that I'm so interested in investing in Cardano right now is because of how far away it is from all-time high. I am looking to potentially sell a little bit of my Ethereum because it's doing relatively well and put it into Cardano because Cardano has a long way to go. But before we get to Cardano, Tim, let's talk a little bit about Ethereum. What are some of the levels that you're looking for on Ethereum that it needs to break before it can really start pushing back up towards that all-time high of $5,000? Well, you know, something I need to apply, we're down again this morning. We hit 35000 though. That was an inverse head and shoulders pattern that I remember making a video on a couple weeks ago. We got up to that $35,000 level. So just so you guys know, playing back out... I unfortunately your chart's not popping up over here. I don't. You, it's fine. I'll just talk through. It's fine. Uh, there's an inverse head and shoulders pattern that would played out a couple weeks ago or showed a couple weeks ago. I made a video on it. Just so you guys know, it's it. You can go back and watch it. But uh, that is bullish. You know that is uh, also a, a confirmation of uh, the technicals on there because inverse head and shoulders patterns have not always played out recently. Um, but that one is one that is really important. Another thing I'm looking at at Ethereum is it did a very similar thing. And I'll, yeah, this sucks because you can't see my chart. So this part is important. I'm 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 crying. You can put I'm it trying. on my screen. Uh, so I don't know if you have drawn what I have drawn, though, because Ethereum, we talked about this before. Ethereum and Bitcoin are doing very similar things on the charts. Mm-hmm. But but Ethereum came down and tested its zone of former resistance, turned it into support. And I'll go ahead and just say the numbers out there. And, Jeb, you can kind of put them there. Yeah. There's a zone between 32840 uh, 32, mm-hmm. and about 3212. So there's a red zone there. I have it on my chart. I don't I don't know why. I think with the transition yesterday, we just unplugged some cords and never got plugged back know. in. They're plugged in. And they're plugged in. I just I don't know. I don't know. It's an it happens. Thing. Anyway, so that if you go back and look at the chart, if that's if that's held out, that was a key zone of resistance, similar to the one we saw on Bitcoin around the forty-four thousand dollar region in an ascending triangle. Again, these two two projects moving very similarly. We broke through bullish. We broke through that thirty-two came back down and retested that resistance, turning into support. So that's super bullish to me. I do think looking at the charts, the next ones, especially if we're starting to talk about 50,000 Bitcoin, I know we also throw out the number 52, but I think 3,800, maybe pushing a little closer to 3,900 is the key level to watch. Of course, 4,000 is going to be that psychological level, but I think there's some technical Barriers. I think there's some technical resistance that 38 to 3900 is going to be some profit taking on Ethereum. And here's the other thing, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more. But uh, Ethereum in this whole video, the uh, concept of which of these three is going to pay, get back to all time high quickest. Uh, Ethereum at the moment is only 37 percent away from getting back to all time high. So if if it were to have a rally of 37 percent, it would be back to all time high. 
That is both bullish in the sense of saying it might win this race because it's the closest, but also bearish in the sense of our people, is Ethereum ahead right now? And is our, our project going to go to other, our, sorry, is money going to go to other projects where there's a lot more room to growth? And I know we're going to talk about Cardano here in just a couple minutes. That's one that's well over 100. I think it's closer to 150% it is. away. Uh, I, I see this as a potential hit. Ethereum is doing great. I still love this project. Very much invested in it. Continuing DCA into it. However, I actually think that Ethereum might have a harder road than the other two, but we'll talk a little bit more here hmm. in a couple of minutes. Interesting. Well, before well before we wrap it out, before we move into our first, um, our first intermission and read some super chats, Kelly, I want to ask your opinion. What do you think the road back to all-time high for all three of these assets is going to look like in general? Because we're talking about which one is going to get there first, but... How easy do you think it's going to be for any of them to get there? Are we actually going to see an all-time high in the next three to six months? Well, I honestly think that uh, I think we'll. I think it's likely that we will. It's it's very very hard to say it uh, with an exact sort of certainty, and that's what people need to understand when we, when they're working in the markets, when they're trading, when they're investing. Uh, I think if you zoom out on Bitcoin. Uh, or the the most of the blue cap uh, or the blue chips, you know, top ten, top top twenty uh, cryptos, they 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 have had an up and to the right sort of effect, especially Bitcoin. And so the more you zoom in, the more scary the price action looks. So I do think we're going to break through that wall, that that fifty three k wall and fifty eight k. And really, once we break through that fifty three k wall, I think. I think uh, all, you know, all bets are off for the bears and I think we're really going to be making headway, but it's interesting to me right now to see these multiple uh, mid cycle, uh, basically, you know, Bitcoin dominance and then into altcoin dominance, little mini alt seasons that have been oscillating back and forth. And it's really great to see the growth of the market in this phase, in this case. But I do think that uh, Ethereum and Cardano right now, you can see it on the charts are leading a little bit, leading the way on Bitcoin. Um, so I think, I think it's going to be kind of like a back and back and forth tortoise in the hair sort of uh, set up. Um, and so I think, uh, you know, this turtle market that uh, Smay has talked about uh, over the last, uh, you know, six months or so, I think that, I think that, I think the tortoise is, uh, I think the tortoise and the turtles, they're going to grow wings. And I think uh, the market's oh. going to start moving. And I, I really do think, uh, and I, I'm actually going to show you something really quickly because I was able to get this up. And that is this uh, logarithmic growth curve. And this is relevant to what you asked because this logarithmic growth curve uh, basically points that if we were to extend this the same way the last cycle extended, which was about a 45% increase in time that it took, that would suggest, and I don't think this might be exactly the case, it would suggest, this is in June, that would suggest that the the, the peak of basically touching this logarithmic peak uh, top band here would be in June and would be around $180,000. Will that happen? I don't know. That's what that's what the charts and the speculation is saying. So it's giving a roadmap. However, that could I mean, this could this could be pushed. The peak could be pushed all the way into September and December because this market is moving differently than it has in the previous cycles. Pattern structures are the same. These midterm sort of uh, pullback and, you know, right around this this point is the same. So if you see this right across this mid band, this is basically an extended mid cycle uh, consolidation. Same here. It's just much smaller. Same here. Just much more aggressive uh, volatile. So this is different each cycle. So I do think it's going to happen. It's, there's just no telling when it's going to happen. But I do think it's going to happen this year. If I had to place a bet on it, I'd say sometime between June and then August. There you go, guys. Well, I am very much looking forward to an all time high run later on in this summer. Let's go ahead and read some super chats. And then we're going to do 
some analysis on Cardano and discuss which yeah. of our favorite cryptos might hit all-time high first. You know, there's one I'm, I'm trying to get. It. There's It was not a super chat. It was a question in chat, but I answered it. But I think there's a lot of people that potentially could benefit from this. Some of you guys will already know this. Um, but the fact that somebody's asking, I think it's really important that we answer this question. Uh, Wes Hirney, I don't know how that one's pronounced, said at TA Tim, why is Solana, why is it that Solana, Luna, ADA, and XRP have similar market caps but wildly different prices? Will the prices stay relatively relative to each other as they rise? With two, which which two projects? Well, he, a couple: Solana, Luna, ADA, and XRP. So what he's talking about is the market caps all look the same, but the prices are drastically different. You got Cardano sitting I at see. a dollar, you know, right over a dollar. Obviously, you got Solana at one hundred thirty-five, Luna at one hundred eighteen. XRP is sitting at uh, 83 cents. Why? How can they? His question is, how can they have similar market caps, right. but yet have such drastically different prices? Right. Okay. So <clears throat> to explain that, let's go back to middle school science. Yeah, FMA. Who here remembers uh, FMA? Who here remembers FMA? Force uh, equals mass time divided by acceleration. I don't know if I ever called it that. How in the FMA? world is that? Does not sound FMA? middle school to me. That that, that, you, we learned that in middle school. FMA? Listen, Jeb's FMA. middle school was advanced. Okay. Yeah, he had advanced okay. middle school. Force, for the gifted for, children. The force equation yeah. force equals mass divided by acceleration. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Beside the point. The point is, you have three parts of the equation, and you <laughs> can manipulate any two of them to get the third, right? Does anybody know my? Yes. Okay, nobody knows. Okay, thank you, Kelly. No, no. Ke- yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelly knows what I'm this talking about. This is really right? a lot more. So- that's why I like love where you're taking this because I feel like no, you know, he's, he's making a good point. Uh, it's fine. He's no, yeah, continue. About- right, go, 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 go. Okay, yeah. you got talking you got, about the market cap. You have three parts the of the equation. The you can use any equations. two parts of the equation to fill in the third part of the equation. Yes. So, for let's take. Um, Let's look at Cardano. So we got Cardano here. We got how many? Uh, actually, I take that back. Let's look at Luna because that's an easier one to understand. We have a $41 billion market capitalization. We have a circulating supply, which is the other part of our equation, of $352 million. If you divide $352 million divided by, uh, f- uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, if you divide $41 billion by $352 million, then you're going to get 117 Like, go do that in your calculator. We can do that a little bit later, just to give you that, that example. That divided by that equals that. This times that equals that. And then that divided by that equals that. If you're able to follow my mouse, the yeah, market cap, you're listening to podcasts, the market cap divided the market cap divided by the price equals the circulating supply. Yes. I think I'm getting this right. Yes. The um, the uh, the the price times the circulating supply equals the market cap, and the market cap divided by the circulating supply equals the price. So if I, I didn't, I don't have an equation in front of me. I can probably find one equation. And uh, the point is, it's a three part equation that can be manipulated anyway. So market capitalization equals shares outstanding times the stock price, or you can manipulate that in different ways so that. It's a division equation, but the point is market capitalization is the current market price share times the total number of outstanding shares. So in cryptocurrency, those aren't called shares, those are called coins. So if you multiply $132 on Solana times 325 million Solana in circulating supply, you get $43 billion. That's where the market caps comes from. Market capitalization is the product of the formula, the trading price you get from the exchanges, the circulating supply you get from the tokenomics, which you can find here on CoinMarketCap, and then you use those two to calculate the market cap. But if you remove one part of the equation, you use the other two to get that part. So that's why they're all different, is because they all have different circulating supplies. They all have very similar market caps, yeah. but they have different circulating supplies, so they're trading at vastly different numbers. I, yeah, I hope yeah, that that's was helpful. To, to help him that, even more, to help him even more, Wes, 
when you purchase whatever you purchase, that's what's cool about crypto. I've seen, I've literally seen people not buy Bitcoin because they're like, well, I don't have $46,000 to buy a bit. You don't have to buy a whole one. You can buy ever much. You're, if your portfolio, you're just looking at how much percentage your portfolio goes up. Uh, one coin you can buy really low, like Cardano. Another coin, like Bitcoin, you, it's it's a lot, but you can just buy it in Satoshis, really broken up pieces. But what you're looking for is, it doesn't really matter what the price is. That's not important. What's important is, again, what's the supply? That's why Bitcoin, there, there might never be a higher price coin than Bitcoin. Bitcoin because there's not a lot of projects that have a, a, a lower supply. Uh, simplifying what Jeb was talking about, literally just the price times supply equals the market cap. Market cap is what is most important. That tells you the value of the coin. Same thing with a company. If you're gonna ask what was a company worth, you're looking at that company's market cap, what the company overall is worth on everything. So the simplistic thing is whatever you buy, pay attention to the price you bought at and the percentage it moves both up and down. That's gonna tell you how you make more money. Don't just buy a project because the dollars are low. Like that would be a mistake to, to buy Cardano and say, I can't wait for when Cardano is $46,000 a coin. That's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. happen. It's it's about it's about buying a-, a It's about a, supply a, a, Yeah, it's about looking at how much you buy of the supply and then watching that grow. Here's the deal. If you have 10 shares and each share is worth $50, how many how much value do you have in shares? $500. I was waiting, I was waiting for something waiting like for that. Cause I was like, I was like that was the final we analogy. just spent like, like yeah. five minutes. So you got 10 shares which is the circulating supply. You got $50 a share, that's the share price. If you have $50 a share and you have 10 shares and you have $500 worth of shares, so the market capitalization of your 10 shares is 500 bucks. Boom, solved, Boom. answered, there we go, good. All right, here we go, next question. Uh, I'll get a couple more here. Uh, Eclipse MRSR, MSR. Happy Tuesday, team. I'm praying that y'all have safe travels to Bitcoin 2022. Oh. Yes, thank you so much. We thank got uh, one from Groovy saying, why are, now I, I don't, I think he just, I don't know what this means, honestly. Why are the 14, 20 minute candle charts for Bitcoin and crypto so weird? It, one, four, two, zero minute candle. I, 20 one, minute candles? Four, I, one, I don't four, know. Two, zero? It would read out 1,420. Well, that's a weird time frame. You know? I, I, <laughs> I think it's a typo. That's definitely a weird time frame to look Groovy, at. we're going to have to get back to you on we're that We're going to get back to you on that uh, yeah, Shadrach sure. Frost, who's now been a Jedi Young for eight months, so an OG of the membership team, OG. Uh, said, we the members love Jeb and crew. Thank you all for what you do for us. God bless. Isaiah 520 is the scripture for today, which that reads, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. I brought it Absolutely. up too, Tim. You brought it up too? I brought it up too. Hey! Hey, look at that. Same mind. Same I mind. Feel like, I feel like he's talking about she being in there. We're ready. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Uh, last Gosh. one. I think it's Tahir or it's Tear. T-A-H-E-R. If you guys want to oh. tell me how that's pronounced. Um. Ali said, one day I will give more. Thanks for your services. You know, Tahir or Tear, however I say I'm gonna. Name. I'm going to go for it to hear. Tahir. Tahiti. I don't know. Just thank you for anything you guys do. At the end of the day, if you guys, there's no pressure to give. If you guys want to give, you guys can give. It helps us keep lights on and stuff. But ultimately, we're here for you guys. What we really want from you guys is to come in every single day, be a part of the community, contribute to respectful chat and discussion so that all of us can grow and get better and, pr and produce financial sovereignty for ourselves and our families. But that's, that's what we really want. So hit the like button, subscribe. And then if you still like, man, I want to continue to be a part of the community and I want to give, we welcome it. But uh, by no means should anyone 
ever feel pressured to give. Absolutely. But thank you so very much to everyone who does. Let's read this final one, and then we will go ahead and move on here. Matt C. just donated right now. He said, with today's inflation, you guys are going to need some extra money for gas to Miami. Have a safe drive. Yep, the gas, wrong. the gas to He's drive six hours is going to cost more than the plane ticket would have. I'm honestly not sure if I'm joking. I would have to check <laughs> because that actually might be the case. I saw a video of somebody filling up 120 gallons in an in a RV, and it that it, it, it cost uh, $1,000. It was 1000 so, bucks. So here's a goober question. 180 gallons, excuse me. Um, so it, it would not would the plane ticket price not have gone up due to the fuel of how much it costs to fuel the plane? Yes, but the the but jet jet fuel is a is a different market than than gasoline okay. fuel. See, see that, that was why it was a good They're competing they're competing to get people on the planes too cuz people weren't yeah. flying for two and a half years. A lot of people yeah, don't so. realize that planes don't actually make their money from selling plane tickets. That so they so that's not actually as they big make of an it impact by on selling packaged peanuts on the flight. The secret and then we're going to go into Cardano is that planes are is that airline companies are actually act a lot more like banks with the frequent flyer miles. That's how they make all their money. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and move on here to Cardano and talk a little bit about it. Cardano, as you guys know, is still the largest retrace from all-time high of the three we're talking about here. I'm going to run through this quickly because I want to make sure we have time to discuss how and which cryptocurrency is going to get back to all-time high the first. It is down 61% from all-time high. It needs to rally 156% to get back to all-time high. And if it were to do that, then it would have the largest rally that we have seen on Cardano in quite some time. Looking at Cardano's price action, we can see this currently in a symmetrical triangle pattern, I'm sorry, an ascending triangle pattern right below $1.22, which is its critical resistance level. We've talked about that and how it could get back to all-time high in yesterday's video, so I'm not going to harp on that too long. The main point I want to make here before we move into discussion is that it has a very long road ahead of it. Kelly, one, why do you think Cardano corrected more than the rest of the cryptocurrencies in the first place? It pulled back 75%. I don't think Ethereum ever pulled back that far. If I remember correctly, it pulled back 55%. One, why do you think Cardano pulled back so far? And two, how likely is it that Cardano is even going to be in this race back to all-time high? Or should we just focus in on the two that are more likely to win Bitcoin and Ethereum? Is Cardano Has Cardano lost before the race has even begun? Well, I think it, I think it has a lot to do with, uh, much like Full if screen. a movie comes out, I don't care if it's Star Wars or Harry Potter or whatever movie that goes into a series, a comedy, it, it doesn't matter what it is. The first movie is always incredibly, incredibly like just awe-inspiring or super funny or whatever it is. And then when the uh, Matrix is a great example, when the when the sequel comes out and then the third comes out, it's very, very rare that our minds are blown because that's that that sort of perception has already been set in our head and we have an expectation. So when with Cardano, Cardano has, has been fighting very, very beautifully, uh, very well, I should say an uphill battle of market uh, ignorant market psychology in that we're comparing it to what Ethereum already has or what it's done along the way. And we're not actually looking at it and saying, okay, well, if you look at the time frame from when Ethereum launched to when, when they had the smart contracts to when they had uh, 200 uh, dApps developed on top of, uh, on top of Ethereum, Cardano actually moved a lot faster. It took a lot longer to get, uh, it took a lot longer to get their smart contracts out 
But because the market uh, sort of know-how is already sort of built, the economy there, the the, the you know the just the interest in the market and the the environment around it, uh, Cardano is actually moving a lot faster. But we're comparing it to how far along Ethereum is, and it's a it's a it's an irrelevant rate. That's one of the things. It's a great question you have because it brings up this thought, much like the market cap thing that we were just talking about there. There's a lot, and, and I'm not calling anybody out because I have been woefully ignorant, uh, you know, especially early on in my trading day. And there's still a lot of ignorance I have because we don't know what we don't know. So it's good to ask those kinds of questions. And in terms of like this with the market, we compare coins to each other. Like, is is this going to displace that one? Is this going to take the lead? All these projects operate very differently from each other. You know, AVAX is a completely different structure to how their project is organized than Cardano is. And Cardano is a very different mission statement than Ethereum. Ethereum is entirely different from Bitcoin. So we need to take these all on their own account and see the the similar relatability sort of factors that they have. It might it might clue in investors that, oh, this is a, a market that there's a lot more room to run. However, when we're looking at these projects, when we're doing our due, due, uh, due diligence, I can speak, uh, and we're doing our fundamental analysis, our sentiment analysis, our market, market trade metric analysis, all these things that we do, we go over in Club DeFi. It's how do we look at these as an individual project? How does this stand on its own feet? And can it stand on its own feet? Or is it only trying to take off a, a bite of the market of something else that is doing the exact same thing? If it's not able to stand on its own two feet, then it might not be the project to invest in. But Cardano stands on its own two feet. And I think that once 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 some of these uh, the Hydra comes into effect, uh, the scaling, you know, really starts to expand on the network and uh, some of the throughput issues that have happened when the DEXs have come online, uh, that these, these issues are identified as the new developments happen. And we're seeing every step of the way, the project on top of Cardano and Cardano itself are taking these issues and they're running with them and they're they're able to to uh, formulate their solutions very good solutions to these projects so i actually think uh, yes cardano is a so play, slow play but we're fighting the psychology the ignorant psychology of the market myself included so i think as that starts to shift and uh, uh, you know legacy starts to take place because it's been around with smart contracts and dapps developing i think it's going to uh, i think it's going to be uh, a slow parabola that once it gets started, people are going to be so sad that they had negative things to say about it early on and didn't invest. I think you're absolutely right. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Cardano and attacking Cardano when they don't understand the fundamentals of the technology. And I think it's important that we understand that every single cryptocurrency has the place that it currently has for a reason. There's a reason why Dogecoin, for example, is ranked number 12 and why Sheeb is ranked number 15. I think that they're projects that you should be very careful of, but there's a reason that Dogecoin is worth $20 billion. There's a reason that Cardano is worth $40 billion. And it's not for us to really question you know, should this cryptocurrency exist in the first place? You know, the, the point is, do people have demand for it? You might not understand, for example, one thing I don't understand. I don't understand modern art at all, but enough people do that it has value, right? I don't get it, but that doesn't mean that somebody else doesn't. And so a lot of people love Bitcoin. A lot of people love Ethereum. A lot of people love Solana and Terra and Cardano. The question is, which one of them is going to pick up more traction faster? So, Tim, who do you think is going to win this race? Well, I, I actually wanted to I wanted to follow up on Cardano. And, and it, it, the race is who gets back to all-time high first. You, you know who I actually think is going to do it? I think it's going to be Bitcoin. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'll explain that here in a little bit. But what I wanted to even reference was a question you asked Kelly. Why did Cardano come this far down? 
and I'm gonna give a little bit of a hot take here, and you guys know how much I love Cardano. Cardano might be my favorite altcoin of them all in terms of uh, everything it's trying to accomplish. But you wanna know what I think? I think Cardano had no business getting to $3 in the first place. I agree with that. I think that Cardano went to $3 based off of hype, and mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a side effect of what's really cool about Cardano, and Charles Hoskinson is how open he is with his community, how open he is to telling you guys what's going on, and the community grew so strong, and so much hype got there, that what happened was it overinflated that price, not even by a little bit, by a lot of it. It had no business going as high as $3. It wasn't ready for that. Now, this, the downside of that is because we just had a 75% dip and it came back down, now people are saying, oh, this is a dead project because more often than not in these in these smaller altcoins and when, when these things that really, they're not even 10 years old, other companies, if an investor would look at that and say it had that massive pump and a massive dip, I don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. We watched the whales and institution money that used to be pretty significant in Cardano evaporate it came back down so now the price is under under undervaluated but they're just now getting started with all their tech that was the whole thing i always have said that was a valid argument for all the haters of ada out there that they weren't producing they kept saying they were going to do stuff but there wasn't anything backing it up just yet I got that argument. I didn't agree. I thought it was coming. I believed in that team. But I understood that argument of saying, guys, why are we so bullish about ADA? It's not even doing anything yet. Well, guess what's happening now? They're actually starting to do things. And they're doing things in a very effective and quick manner. Ethereum is struggling as it's continuing to move sideways, not price action, but in technology, because it's trying to make that switch from proof of work to proof of stake. It has hiccups it's got to work with, whereas Cardano started nice and clean. Never should have been at $3, should have stayed down between a dollar and two dollars this whole time but it's actually building and it's gonna build we uh, there's a part of it's almost like hey guys throw three dollars out cardano just started and it's gonna be amazing mm-hmm. and then following up with the question of what i think is gonna happen i think bitcoin's gonna happen first and the reason why is because i do think that institutional money is gonna be what pumps the rest of this year because i do think with all the if the fud happening it's not fud it's real with the uh, inflation and then the interest rate hikes coming out i do think that powell and the and the fed will be forced to be a little aggressive with it which will scare slash keep retail money out of the space because they can't afford to invest. They got to feed their family. That'll give the open grounds for the institutions to get involved, which I think there are trillions. And I think the first place that money is going is Bitcoin. But I would not be surprised to see Cardano be number two. It's funny because Ethereum is the closest one, but I would not be surprised to see of the three of them, Cardano has the biggest rally. It just also has the longest road in front of it, which is why I'm giving the edge to Bitcoin. I actually agree with you. And it's exactly for the reason you said the institutions are going to be what drive us back to all-time high. The retail is going to kick in after we're getting close to all-time high and after we've broken all-time high. That's when you're going to see the Ellen DeGeneres show and the Oscars and, you know, the Grammys and, you know, Dude Perfect start making content about Bitcoin again. Until then, they're going to not talk about it because they don't have a big enough audience that cares about it at the moment. But what's going to get us to all-time high are going to be the institutions stepping in, and they're not going to be stepping into Cardano, a cryptocurrency asset that they don't, don't understand in the slightest and that they're not even sure is in the security. They're going to be stepping into Bitcoin because, in their opinion, it has a big enough return with a low enough risk that it's something that they'd be willing to put 5% of their assets under management into. So we're going to see Bitcoin start going crazy. When you start seeing Bitcoin get back to all-time high, which I've witnessed happen many times, normally the rest of the cryptocurrency markets start to take a back seat and Bitcoin goes absolutely ridiculous. If you look at the history... 
just look at it. When did Bitcoin hit all-time high before? By the way, I'm on this 15, I'm on this 14, 20-minute chart, and I see what you're talking about. It really does make the chart look weird. Look at this. This is a 14, 20-minute chart versus the daily chart. I don't know why it's doing that. That is so strange, but What's, we're going to use this chart. Oh, my gosh. Just because it's interesting. Do you see that, Tim? What in it, the world? I know. It's weird. I don't know what it's doing. <laughs> it looks really funky. Anyway, my point is, when Bitcoin broke all-time high, happened here in December of 2020, it started rallying. If we look over at, at coin market cap, let's take a look at the market dominance. If I remember correctly, Bitcoin just started dominating, you know, no pun intended, right around December of that year. If we look back here uh, to December of 2020, yep, as we were running up to all-time high, we went from 56% all the way up here to 71%. After we got through January, Bitcoin started losing market dominance very quickly because the altcoins came in. But during that initial run through the beginning of December, until about right here, Bitcoin was just exploding in market dominance. After we hit this part, Bitcoin's market dominance went down and Bitcoin started rallying a little slower because the altcoins took off. But until Bitcoin ended its run at 42K, its dominance absolutely just slayed. And so I think we're going to see the exact same thing happen. But Kelly, what do you think? Do you think that we are going to see uh, Bitcoin go on a massive run and leave behind the altcoins as we did last time? Or is this going to be an altcoin driven rally this time? I think the all, I mean, they're going to work in tandem with each other and they're going to go back and forth. And, uh, you know, I, I shared, I shared something yesterday and it's this right here, this market cycle sort of trading cheat sheet. Uh, and in all honesty, I think, I think the the altcoins currently are going to, uh, the altcoins are a great indication that the, the market is, is taking a little bit more confidence in the market because altcoins are more risky. And so I think that honestly, this was, uh, you know, we're, we're probably somewhere around right here on this market cycle. Uh, and uh, meaning, you know, it, just like any market cycle and these market cycles happen on the, the one minute chart, five minute chart, four hour chart day, every time frame you look at. And on the macro chart, we're talking about this macro trend. I think we're pulling, I think we're basically in this consolidation phase. It's more of a flat consolidation phase about right here before we get that last leg up. Uh, and you know, that's perfectly, that's perfectly in line with looking at, you know, looking at this logarithmic curve, uh, basically, you know, coming up, pulling back and then coming up and then having our, our peaks somewhere around here. But I do think, I do think that right now, the fact that the altcoins are rallying while Bitcoin's uh, finding a little bit of, I don't want to call it even resistance, hesitation uh, where it's at, you know, it's, uh, uh, people take institutions and smart money take their turns take the turns about where they're they're moving they're, they're moving their money between different assets almost playing like a like a profit arbitrage between different assets and uh, because bitcoin is looking at stable uh, although it's not running it's looking stable at the level it's at uh and i think i think if the altcoins continue to run like they are it's just going to give more confidence back to bitcoin and then bitcoin i think it's going to have that momentum shift that takes us up through 53k and then Bitcoin is going to uh, outrun alt altcoins for a while uh, until it cools off and then altcoins will run again. So I think it's going to have that jockeying back and forth, especially taking into consider that market cycle structure. Yeah, and I think I agree with you. But let me add, let me throw it to let me throw it to Smay real quick because I know he's had a lot of thoughts and he's actually been very accurate on calling the market. You've talked about the turtle market over the last three months, been pretty accurate on that call. Smay, do you think the turtle market's over? Are we going back to all time high? And if so, which one gets there first? Um, so something that. We, so me and Tim and T-Shroom uh, got to record our podcast the other day between two coins. Check it out on Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. Um, but uh, something that T-Shroom brought up 
was the analogy of like uh, money moving around the market kind of being like blood in a body, right? Like uh, it, it flows around to the points that, <clears throat> you know, the body needs it the most. Or at least if I'm running, right, a lot of that blood's going to go to my legs to pump those muscles mm. for me to run, right? Interesting. So in, in terms of like, I think what a lot of people don't understand is that, you know, in terms of where the money is that is fueling these markets, right, a lot of them are shared or these shared pools. It's not like it's not like these separate categorized different market caps and people aren't investing. These institutions are only investing in I'm just an ADA institution and I'm just a Bitcoin institution. No, like a lot of these, a lot of this money is, is flowing around the market right so uh so what happens is sometimes is what you'll see is a lot of that money will either flow into bitcoin or it will flow into the altcoins right i think right now uh we are gonna see the altcoins get their shot for a little bit and and what happens is jeb's described it's the altcoin engine you know as it kind of like they they pedal paddle back and forth and they end up springing uh, the, the whole market forward. And so I think what we'll see is it's going to be uh, the altcoins are going to be what starts to get us out of this turtle market. And then Bitcoin's going to come right back and, and shoot us towards that all time high again. So that's my thought. Sounds good. Well, it would make sense because we've seen that happen in the past where the all normally Bitcoin will take the will take the lead right up to all time high and past all time high. But a lot of times you will see um, the cryptocurrency markets. Uh, the altcoin markets really get something going. Even in the last couple of months, even in the last couple of weeks, we've seen the altcoins start rallies because the altcoins just frankly have a ton of development going on on them. They are younger markets, so therefore they have more parabolic potential than Bitcoin does. For Bitcoin to double, it's got to add $900 billion from somewhere. For Cardano to do so, it only has to find $40 billion. And it seems funny saying only $40 billion, but to be honest with you, $40 billion is not that much money. You can find $40 billion in a lot of different places, and doubling Cardano is not that hard compared to doubling something like Bitcoin. So I you think we are going to see it that in happening. Apple users. You could find it in Whoa. Apple users. Now, okay, so but, hold but, on, hold on, hold you on. You know what? Let me, let me, let me finish, finish my take. I will say, if for some reason Apple has a gigantic announcement this week, forget the altcoins. Forget the altcoins. Forget the altcoins. Forget the altcoins. They're taking a backseat. I just, yeah, I, I'm saying, barring any gigantic Apple adoption, are we? You know, is there? Are there any major Apple announcement launch events? Anytime soon? I don't. I think it's usually like I think they have a spring one, which they already just did, and then I think there's another one that happens in in uh, the fall. Okay. Well, as Matanya Holmes said, we need a small loan of forty billion dollars. That's right. We need that so that we can double Cardano. I do think that we're going to see Bitcoin beat all three of them. Uh, I think we're going to see Bitcoin win the race between all three of them. That is back to all time high. As Tim said, I believe it's going to be because of institutional interest and adoption but, of that project. But even that. So so of the three of them though. So the race to all time high. I vote Bitcoin. You vote Bitcoin. I, did you say what yours was? No, like, I didn't. I, I mean, I think I, I vote Bitcoin. So, but here's the other thing. So, of course, Cardano has a much longer road. Yeah. Do you think Cardano outpaces the other two, or do you think a Bitcoin outpaces all? I think I think Cardano has the biggest return. Okay. I think Cardano. I think Cardano will rally the most percentage wise, but it won't hit all time high first. I think no. I agree with you. I think it'll hit all time high before. So, so uh, there's some there's something that we haven't taken into consideration. I'm going to share my screen real quick, and it's this right here. This is what I've been waiting on for this whole last quarter. It's now we're into April, and you can see we, now we can start checking out. If you you can go to here markets.businessinsider com to earnings calendar and we're going to start getting these earnings reports from all these very large companies uh you know across uh, not only america but the globe uh primarily in this case america with these earning reports for taxes and stuff but we're going to start seeing we're, we're going to start seeing 
uh, I hope it's going to be some good news, but we're going to start seeing these earnings reports. And on these earnings reports, this is when uh, we would actually see on paper, we would find out as the public uh, that uh, institutions and corporations have bought Bitcoin or not, if they're holding Bitcoin on their balance sheet. Because a lot of times, if you're going on Glassnode or, or uh, whatever on-chain metric you're looking at, and you're looking at OTC charts, which is over-the-counter charts, which is how a lot of these institutions are buying uh, their Bitcoin in large quantity, they're not typically buying it on spot uh, spot price action. Some of them are, but even the ones that are buying it on spot or or on chain or, or on over the counter, uh, we never have an indication when somebody if somebody is an institutional player if they're buying on exchange, and we don't have an indication of what institutions they're buying when and they're buying over the counter. We only get that information when these when these earning reports come in, and they're going to start coming in throughout the next several weeks uh, for quarter one. And with the price action having pulled back as it as it did, with all the data suggesting a bullish narrative, institutions and smart money doesn't buy because price is high or low. They buy based on the data and the metrics that are that are that are around that uh, asset. And in case of Bitcoin, although it's pulled back, you know, a lot of people, some people were harping on me when when price was pulling back and I was still post posting bullish uh, on chain metrics. Well, the case of the fact that, you know, the case of the matter is I'm not interested in what the price is doing. I'm interested in what the data is saying about what the market is doing, because that is my edge when I'm trading, that I can make sure that I'm I'm taking advantage of the market when other people are fearful. And that's what institutions do. So I'm excited to see what happens. And if that's the case, that would propel this argument about Bitcoin going to all-time high before the other ones, because the, what's going to be on the balance sheet before these altcoins is going to be Bitcoin and maybe Ethereum, but it's not. It's it's, it's going to be a much smaller percentage of Solana and Cardano. And the, the lower you go on the list on market cap rankings, the less likely it's going to be on a balance sheet of an institution. Absolutely. And you're probably going to see some of those institutions stepping into crypto in a big way. Well, we got five minutes left, so let's go ahead and read some super chats. We're yeah. going to wrap out the stream here pretty quick. We got some good ones. Here's one. Simpleman699 said, hi, guys. Uh, what's the story of 88 coins being burned in the near future? Will and can they actually can that actually happen? Charles Hoskinson and the Cardano Foundation have a very strong stance on yes. not burning coins. They hate that idea. Freedom Advocate said something in chat a second ago, and I can't I can't confirm nor deny this, but I'm just going to read what he said. Charles won't burn eight of coins. He refuses to burn them that yeah. much. We know is true. Uh, Freedom Advocate also said he said an optional burn for investors if they want to burn their own coins. I'm not aware of that, but it, well, but I mean you can no matter what cryptocurrency you're on, you can burn a coin by sending it to a wallet and forgetting the password. So here's burning an, coins is always possible. Here's but an exact Cardano quote. itself probably is not going to do it. Uh, so here's an exact quote from Charles. <laughs> I, it's, it's, sometimes I, I thought he was coming to the end of the sentence. I'm really just you. pushing your way through there. <laughs> well, no, there's a there's the exact quote that he says is crypto. Enjoy the best and accept the worst. I'll still never understand the burners. Burn tokens? Whose tokens? How exactly do I burn them? Exactly. There's no giant pool of unassigned ADA. Every lovelace belongs to someone just like Bitcoin. So who do you want to steal from and do you get a small ha. return? can give me so he's pretty much saying if i was going to burn cardano i have to steal from somebody to burn it that was a really slick reference he just made there do you did you catch that tim the lovelace thing no ada lovelace isn't that an author yes yeah i i get uh, it did yeah. you catch that it was yeah. a mathematician excuse no, me no ada, ada lovelace is she uh she wanted to fly she, yep. yeah okay you know that story she, oh, I, oh she worked with charles babbage on the first computer that's right yeah. that's what it was that's what it was i caught that charles i saw that you said nobody everybody every lovelace is a sign that's a good one yeah there, a good there's one. a cool there's a little there's a fun little story about her as a kid she mm -hmm. like she was an engineer she bought cardano she, she was lived no, 300 years ago no <laughs> she joking. wanted she like wanted to fly so she tried to build like a flying contraption maybe i'm butchering this but that's who i 
That's where I've heard She's the one that worked on the analytical engine, the first computer. All right, well, let's read the rest of these super chats. Siobhan Goulet said, you guys are awesome. Donation for the best team. Uh, Thank you, Siobhan. Thank you very much, man. Uh, This one, M. Weeds, I think. Longtime listener, first time comment. Am I seeing a giant cup in handy on the XMR monthly? Much love. Well, let's take a look at Monero. We got just a second here. Let's look over at Monero over Tether on on the monthly, I do believe you said. Let's see. I'm not getting a lot of, uh, not getting a very long history here. Should be long on Kraken. Uh, yes, you are seeing a cup and handle pattern. I would definitely say it's a cup and handle. Now, what I would also say is that Monero has a lot of fundamental things going on with it that are going to make it difficult for Monero to go into major rallies because of privacy issues, with it being a privacy coin, regulators not wanting it to be used for money laundering, and the fact that this cup and handle formation is a very old cup and handle formation and that it would be, would be predicting a $2,000 Monero. I highly doubt that this cup and handle formation is actually going to play out, but technically speaking, that is one. So good eye on that, my friend. Yeah, Tom Wilkes said safe travels to Miami, everyone. Thank you, Tom. Hopefully we'll see you down there. We saw you at TNABC. Yes, we will keep you guys updated. That might be even something that Smay and I do, so keep posted. We might what? even let you guys know when we're at, where we're going to be. Because this is really sad. Smay and I don't have press passes. Uh, Smay and I are going to be yeah. just out there with the common So I'm excited. Uh, Smay, you know, are you excited to be there? He really wanted to meet Jordan Peterson. I, you're, you're, I want to meet Jordan you Peterson. Really, I mean, I won't hunt him down. I have a press pass. You're okay, Smith. I'm a, so I'm going to have a great time, Come guys. hang out I'm with me and we'll tweet and come hang out with me and uh, Tim because yeah. we're going to be having a great time. Yeah. Thank you. I, I would rather meet them than meet the big guys anyway. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. Corey said, hi, guys. It sounds like you guys are very excited for ADA, but not nearly as for ETH. Is this for its tech or return on investment, or is there more to it? Um, so... The, the thing with ADA is that the reason we love ADA so much is because it is a project that has next generation technology compared to Ethereum. Ethereum has been playing catch up on its technology for three or four years, trying to get over to proof of stake, trying to upgrade things through EIP-1559, which came out six months ago with, you know, there's a lot of things that ETH is trying to do to fix problems, whereas Cardano is pushing forward with new things. So Cardano is not as far along in the development journey, but it's also not having to stop and repair the car every five minutes on the road trip to the destination of becoming the number one uh, di- uh, uh, digital computer, if you will, which is what these basically are. They're basically multi-hundred billion dollar digital computing softwares. And so the reason that we talk about Cardano so much is because, one, I believe that it has a much stronger vision and mission than Ethereum does. Two, I think it has a stronger leader. No offense to Vitalik, but as far as being charismatic, I think Charles Hostinson is a more charismatic leader. And number three, I think his technology is doing a lot better. I actually own quite a bit more Ethereum than I do Cardano because Cardano, as of yet, is not as proven as Ethereum is. Ethereum is the incumbent, and there's value in that. I do talk about Cardano so much because I really, really like Cardano. Not because, by the way, I need to clarify this. I have to say this every time we do this, we get accusations. We are never sponsored by coins. We've been offered six figures to do a one video on coins before we will never do it we get offered all the time we've never done it we never will we've never taken a dime for a coin sponsorship and we never will we are hardline on that it's not going to happen we've never been paid a penny by charles hoskinson iohk iog anything to do with cardano we just talk about cardano because we're invested in it and we think it's something that we can share with you guys that is why we talk about cardano yeah i wanted to say like also a great a good comparison to to traditional stocks would be like looking at microsoft versus apple Microsoft is uh, was a lot more uh, tried and true and Apple came along and Apple basically was way, way, way under the radar for a long period of time. Yeah. And they slow played and just developed their tech. And they have I mean, I mean, it's it's 
it's overtaken Microsoft and uh, they're both excellent projects. So it's almost, it's like one of the, it's where we talk about diversity and diversifying your portfolio. We like Cardano because of the future it has ahead of it, but we like Ethereum because of the stability and the upside that's still there for it. So that's kind of how, that's kind of how we look at it. Absolutely. Well, guys, we're out of time. We're going to wrap it out here, but we are looking forward to meeting a lot of you at Bitcoin 2022. I remember while we were down at TNABC, I, I had, I kept having some of our team pulling me like, Jeb, we got to go interview this guy. Jeb, we got to go interview this guy. I'm like, I'm talking to a subscriber. I am not walking away from a conversation with a subscriber to go interview somebody. I will interview them when I interview them. If I don't get to interview them, I don't get to interview them, but I'm talking to a subscriber and I just absolutely love it. And I can't wait to meet more of you guys. Tim, it looked like you want to say something. I, I'm putting in chat too, just in case, but I want to remind you guys, some of you guys weren't here at the beginning. Some of you guys didn't see yesterday's show. We are not out the rest. We're not in the rest of this week. No more coffee and crypto the rest of this week. And next Monday, we start at 10 a.m. We'll go 10 to 11. So we'll still be here. But if you show up at 930, we won't be here just yet. Yep. So make sure you stay tuned. 10 o'clock Eastern. Monday will be the next time we are here. Wes... Hearney donated. He said, I love yep. how you guys stay positive all the time. There were a bunch of negative influencers as you get very negative when the market goes down. I enjoy you all. Got to keep a positive outlook. You do have the decision on how your attitude is. You can choose to be happy and positive or you can choose to be upset that Bitcoin is down. You do have a choice in that. The temptation is to be upset whenever Bitcoin's down, but you don't have to fall into that. You don't have to let those emotions control you. You do have freedom in that. Just a reminder. Guys, that's all we got for you before we go. I do just first want to thank each and every Every single last one of you for watching as always and i will see you guys in the next video peace oh i got a real good feeling, a real good feeling. we hope you enjoyed listening to the coffee and crypto podcast tune in every day at 9 30 a.m eastern to watch live on youtube follow us on our social media accounts at crypto jeb and lastly we want to thank you for supporting us here at mcfee media